0: Before you're seated, turn around and say hello to somebody, if you would, in the room. Maybe greet two or three people. Let them know you're glad they're here today. Amen, 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 amen. So good to have you this morning. I'm so thankful that you're here. Just, uh, again, I want to welcome all of our first-time guests. Just pray that you have just already just made yourself at home, felt the presence of the Lord. Faith in new church, would you let all of our first-time guests know you love them today? Would you tell them that? Come on, amen. Amen. Again, thank you for being a part of today. Uh, if you're joining us online, part of our online family, we're so excited that you're there as well. Love worshiping Jesus with you. And uh, I don't know if, you, if you're part of this thing uh, week in and week out. There's been a little bit of change in this room. And uh, it was throwing some people for a loop. But I like looking at more of y'all at one time. And so this has been, this has blessed and allowed that to happen. So again, but uh, again, just excited about what God's doing here. A lot of great things. And uh, again, j- invite you to jump in. Be a part of that. Uh, Again, I want to thank, again, our Faith Kids Dream Team. I really do need you. You're so valuable to what God's doing here. And so, as you can see, man, God is blessing, bringing a lot of little gifts our way. And so we want to steward them well. Amen. Well, who brought a Bible to church on Sunday morning? Yeah. Amen. Come on. Amen. uh, If you brought yours, I want you to go ahead and if you would, turn there to 2 Kings chapter 4. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 4, uh, I'm going to mix it up just a little bit. Instead of reading first, um, I'm going to pray first, and then we're just going to be spending some time in a passage today. majority of our time will be here in 2 Kings 4. We're going to go through this story here that I really believe is going to help paint a picture for what I believe God wants to say to us in this room today, Amen. Oh, and so, if you have said Kings chapter four, uh, hold your finger there. That's where we'll hang out at. If you use the U Version Bible app, if you're a digital user of the U Version app, you can click on more and then events right there and follow right along as well. But I want to pray. So, would you? I invite you to do this. Just join me in this prayer. And so, Father, we just thank you today for your presence and. Lord, for your Holy Spirit, Lord, thank you for every person, Lord, that you've brought into this place today, Lord, that you've gathered here, Lord. Thank you for who you're continuing to bring in, Lord, and today, Lord, we just pray your blessings and a release of your spirit over everyone. In Jesus' name, would you say it? Amen, amen, amen. Well, we're in a series right now called "When You Pray," and um, and I love what we're seeing God do, man. He's showing up when we pray. That's just what happens, and it's amazing. If, if you've been a part of this thing, again, new folks, this, this may not apply to you unless you watch online. But if you've been coming and you've been been uh, you know kind of in this series with us here for a little while, who's been who, who's been praying more than normal? Who's calls that? And again, I and this is like one of those I actually want to see a show of hands. Just somebody, somebody's like, is he asking a question and really? Yeah, I, really, I would love to see it, and don't feel bad if you didn't raise your hand, but I hope that that through this and as we continue to look at Scripture, because what we've been doing is looking in the Scriptures, the Bible, and and looking at different prayers that are prayed, ways that we can pray, things that we can learn, and how to pr- apply prayer to our life. And so, uh, last week I shared a message called Praying in the Spirit, and if you're not familiar with Praying in the Spirit, I, I invite you, encourage you to go listen to that message, I uh, really spent time just showing biblically what that is, what that looks like, what it does for us in our personal life. I shared three things with you last week. The the first thing that I shared is that praying in the Spirit makes us stronger. Hey Amen. I, I don't know about you. I need more strength in my life. Hey Amen. This thing can be rough sometimes. And so that's, that's one thing praying in the Spirit will do. It'll, it'll take us farther. And so where we will actually be able to, according to what the Bible says, go into a deeper place, Experiencing him on another level through prayer. And so that's praying in the Spirit will do that. Also, it it fights our battles for us. And so that is a way we intercede, and spiritual warfare happens through praying in the Spirit. So I want today to continue this series, talk about today. If you'll you'll find this entitled this way on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you you seek the podcast at, but it's entitled today A Parent's Prayer. A parent's prayer. And so, again, God put this on my heart. Kind of cool with the timing of our dedication today and, and allowing these things to kind of fall into place. But I, I want to talk today, again, about that. And, and I want to say this as uh, the title, some may say, like, well, I can check out right now because i not a parent, I'm good. So if you're, you know, part, you're not, that's not you, don't go to Facebook, start scrolling. Don't, don't go to Insta or whatever. Don't do that because, listen, I'm speaking to you today as well. I really am. And so when I, cause I, when I say that today, parenting is all about stewardship. And so it's about stewarding what you have. And so every one of us in this room, God has given us things. And so as we again talk about, and we're going to kind of relate this to the parenting side, but I, I promise you, if you open your heart today, the Holy Spirit going to speak to you. He's going to speak directly into your life today. And I believe, again, things will change. But if, you, if you're not a physical parent, maybe yet, Maybe somebody like, never, not, never, you don't have to raise your hand. But, but, but maybe like, not yet, but I, I want you to be this. I, I really hope that you'll be a part of this. I hope you'll be a spiritual mother and a spiritual father. Hey Amen, that's so important. And so we're going to see in the scriptures that Elisha, the guy we're talking about today, had a spiritual parent, had a spiritual father named Elijah. And so we're going to see, again, the importance of this. But again, we need you. And what happens when you sign up? I don't know if you realize this. Like if you come to Faith Track next week, sign up, become a part, maybe jump on a dream team, especially when it comes like our Faith Kids dream team, you're actually a part of spiritual parenting to those kids. You're loving and leading and directing them and supporting like Zach and Addison this morning. You're supporting them. And again, the parenting role, again, by being a support system to them. So again, I'm speaking to you today, whether you're a physical parent or not, because this thing's all about stewardship. Amen? Well, let's jump in. 2 Kings, and in 2 Kings, this is a story about a guy named Elisha. Now, Elisha was a prophet of God. Uh, they did not, in their time, when this was when this was this story is taking place that we're going to look at today. When this was taking place, They did not have the luxury that we have today of having the whole Bible in full in front of us, you know, to be able to look and just at any given time, you can go to the word of God and God can speak to you through that. Is that not amazing? I'm glad we're living in this time. I just, I have made some crazy things about this time, but. I'm thankful about that, that we can go and hear from God. But in this day, there, there would be prophets of God, and they still exist today, but there would be prophets of God who would speak on behalf of God. And so when we hear this today and when we refer to Elisha, I don't want you to see him as, as a man or just a prophet. I want you to see him for what he represents. He represents the Word of God. He represents God himself. And, he, and again, when we when we see this. And so, But when we look at today, Elijah... Uh, had a, was a spiritual father to this guy named Elisha. So it was really neat. God used Elijah in amazing ways, miracles after miracles. Oh, man, what God did through him. And Elisha wanted this in his life. He wanted what Elijah was walking in. Come on, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Again, not a coveting thing, or not a not. A, I want to steal from that, but man, I want what you have, amen. And so this is what this whole thing kind of looks like. So Elijah doing great things for the Lord. Elisha steps in, and he says something to Elijah. He says to Elijah, he says, "I'm not going to leave you." Like, I'm going to follow you around. I, I want to learn what you have. I want that in my life. So he does this. He follows Elijah around until the time to where when we see in Scripture there in 2 Kings where we see, again, Elijah is actually taken up in a whirlwind, and, and it's wild. His mantle drops down. The calling was upon him. It comes down, wild story, and then it falls, and then Elisha does this. Elisha goes and picks up. What Elijah released. I mean, you need to pick up your calling. Pick up your, your, your giftings. And we're going to see that in a moment. Somebody pick up something that God has given them. Amen. So, again, you're going to see how this thing kind of falls full circle. But in the story today, we look again. We find ourselves looking at the life of Elisha. Again, did mighty miracles and wonders. And so, again, by the hand of God. And in 2 Kings chapter 4, and in verse 8, this is where the story is. We'll jump in and where it unfolds. It says, Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem all right, uh, an area, as a, a place, where there was a no, notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. I mean, those guys, you don't have to persuade us too hard. <clears throat> you know, if this is good stuff, we're we in, sign me up, amen. And so it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. What a deal. This is like the first dr- walkthrough, not drive-through, first walkthrough that ever existed. Anytime he was in the area, he's, he's coming in. And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall. Let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lamp stand so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. Some of y'all interior decorators are, like, seeing that right now. You're like, kind of like, oh, it's cute. I like the little lamb, the little bed. I mean, just all set up. and it, it cool? But and, but she was serious about this. She was setting this place up so that, the, again, Elisha, who he represents, could come and be there and dwell there. And so for parenting and for life and for stewarding what we what God has given us, the first thing that we need to do today, and I'm just giving you two this morning, the first thing we need to do is this. We need to make room. We need to make room. Like where she does this in her life, she's like, man, I want to make a place. And I, I've been like these two words. I, if some of you, if you follow me on social, I posted those two words this week and man, God has been hitting me with those two words. And it's, it's been wild. Like when he gives me those two words, I just feel like, man, it, it one, at one time I kind of feel this, like, man, it's, it means this. And I'm like, man, this is what make room means. And and I believe that's true. Another time, I was like, man, I'm feeling make room. and like It kind of connects over here somewhere. But, but I love it. And I believe this. I believe God's going to speak those two words to you today. And for some of you, it may mean different things. But I believe this. For all of us, we need to do what this, uh, this lady here in this story did. She made room for God. And that's going to be for us as a parent or as a steward over anything that God has given us. Again, this is not just about kids, but anything that God has given us, the first thing that you can do is this, and that we should do is we need to make room for God, because here's the truth. Like, if you want to be a better parent, the first thing that you need to do is follow Christ. Amen. Because I promise you this, that, that will make you a better parent. It, it'll, it, it'll be what you need. And so the best thing that you can give your kids is an example of following Jesus. It truly is. Now, I, I want us to know and understand this. In, in a message like this, these are some of the things sometimes that we can hear and be like, man, I've been messed this thing up. I'm done. I'm out. No, you're not. Amen. I prophesied that to you today. Amen. In the name of Jesus, that that just because maybe you've messed it up, because here's the truth. If you looked around here, every person in this room, if they're a parent, has messed up parenting. Amen? Come on, some of y'all don't want to say amen, but it's true. None of us have gotten this right all the time, not one person. Now, everybody else who's not a parent, you've messed up also this being the steward of what God has given you at some point or another. But it can change today, and it starts by changing when we do this. We make room for him. Now, as a parent, again, the best thing that we can give our kids is, a, is an example of knowing Jesus. So my dad went to be with Jesus about six months ago. Hard to believe, but um, a strong man of God, and I love him. He was a giver. My dad was a giver, and it, and it was awesome. Like, any time we would go to their house, you would leave the house full in your stomach because my mama cook Agnes would break it down, and we ate well, and, and you would also leave carrying something. I mean, i not telling you the truth, man. Some of my wife and kids are up here. They, I mean, you're going to leave that house with something because he's going to give you something. He just is. It's just what he, he just does. I've got things in there on my shelf right now, of things that my dad gave me when he was alive. And, and it's just, again, I'm thankful for all those things. But you know what the greatest thing that, God, that my dad gave me was an example. It was an example. He made room for God in his life. And again, didn't get it perfect all the time, but this is what he did. He set an example and showed us what it looked like to follow him. So this looks like for us today, practically for me and you, this looks like, again, making room for God by doing this, prioritizing things in your life. Setting things in order. So this woman did this. This woman showed the importance of putting God first in her life. Like, I know we got this place, but I want to make room for God to be a part of that. And so, again, get the priorities in place. Make room for him. And when you do this again, this is what's beautiful. We're about to see something happen. He shows up. Amen. When you make room for him, again, because he wants to be first in your life. Uh, in Exodus chapter thirty-four, verse fourteen, only passage outside of 2 Kings, it says this: "For you shall worship no other god, for the Lord, whose name is jealous, is a jealous God." That's. I mean, that's like. You no, know, we don't talk about loving God, and He is that gracious. God. He is that, but He is also a jealous God. He wants to be first in your life because that's where He can work best. And, man, it's where when there's nothing in the way, and it's just like, man, when something's going on, he wants to be there for you. So, again, we put him first in our life. And, again, he, he is, again, the only one who has a right in any way to be jealous. In our life, Amen. So we make room for God. Uh, We put Him first, and when we do this, I promise you this: when we put Him first, it helps us in these other areas. So if you want to be a better parent, put God first. I I don't don't travel a lot. I'm a homeboy. I love being at at home, and I'm happy there. Uh, But I I remember this. I remember like a time I was on a on a a plane. If you guys fly often, I'm sorry. I mean, some of you love it. just, that's not my thing. I'm a home, home guy. But I, I remember this. I remember there in, in the plane, the stewardess gets up there and does this little thing and begins to show you what to happen and what you need to do in case the plane goes down. That's encouraging, first of all. Hey, Amen. Maybe that's why I don't fly a lot. I don't know. But just like, you know, but she tells you that this is what you need to do. And, and this little stuff is going to drop down from the things and it's going to be a mask. And what are you supposed to do with that mask? Put it on your kid first? You travelers know what I'm talking about. No, you you put that on yourself first. It's kind of like, man, it's kind of like, sounds cruel. You're like, man, Jimmy's over here struggling. And I'm supposed to do this first. But here's the thing. You can't help them if you don't have life. You can't give them something that they need if you're not walking in and have what you need. So, again, it's about priorities. But, again, when we do this, when we put him first, and when we when we do this, again, God blesses. Now, again, we have the privilege of stewarding the gifts that God's given us. What should we do is this? this is what happens next. In verse 11, and we're going to keep rolling. In verse 11, and it happened one day that he came there. My man Elisha shows up. You make room for God, he comes. And that's just how he just does. He's so good like that. He turned into the upper room, lay down there. Take a nap. Come on, nap serve the Lord. Amen. I believe that. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this of my woman. When he had called her, she took, she stood before him, and he said, and and he said to him, Say now to her, look, you have been concerned with us, with all this care. What can I do for you? Man, ain't that like God? He just like you made me a priority. Hold on. Let me, what can I do? For you, do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or, or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. And, and again, I love this. You make room for him. He shows up. She sets a room, and it wasn't like Elijah was like, nah, I'm not going there. You make a place for God in your life. You make room for him. You make space. He comes. And again, it's what this whole thing looks like. So again, he shows up on the scene. Verse 14 says, so he said, what, what then is to be done for her? Like God wants to bless you. I don't understand if you if you realize that um, he, one of his names is jealous, but one of his names is also Jireh. Amen. And so he's a provider, he's a blesser. So again, it's what it, you make room and make space. He shows up and he's like, "No, I'm doing something for this lady." Amen. So I mean, that's what God, he's like. I'm doing something. You make room. I, I'm going to show up. So this is what Gehazi answered and said. Actually, she has no son, and her husband is old. So he said, "Call her." And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, "About this time next year, you shall embrace a son." And she is like, "No, my lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant." Now, this is what I love. I mean, and again, this is the grace of God. Sometimes, man, maybe our face not the best. Sometimes maybe we're in a place where our faith is struggling. But when God gives a promise, he's true to his word. And her response to what had been spoken was, whoa, don't don't lie to me. Don't, don't I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for this. But listen, this is what God does. He shows up. And again, we see this in the story. We see the first prayer that we should be praying is that we make room for the gifts of God for the gifts to flow into our life. So again, tell your neighbor, make room. Amen. Make room. Secondly, this is, what, again, this is what this looks like today. Secondly, we do this. We dedicate your children to the Lord. We dedicate our gifts to the Lord. We, we give what God has stewarded us with. And again, this can apply across the board to so many things, our time, our life, resource, talents, gifts, all that he has given to us. We want to steward those things well. How do we steward those things well? We dedicate those things to him. We give this to him because in this story, God gives a promise. The promise is going to come, but then what she does with it is so important. So, again, we see this here, and I love how this flowed today. On Dedication Sunday, we're called to dedicate and, again, give the things that God has given us back to him. Amen? We give those back to him. Let's keep reading. Verse 18, it says, And the child grew. That that right there in itself. The child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said to his father, my head, my head. So, again, the promise that comes shows up. He runs out. He's out there in the fields, and his head starts hurting. And so he said to a servant, father, carry him to his mother. Does that not sound like some daddy's? In this room, you know, somebody, it's okay. Take him to his mama, all right? But take him to his mama. Uh, and again, I don't believe it wasn't because he wasn't leading. He was out providing. He was doing some stuff. Don't give it a hard time. Amen. But uh, again, he t- carry him to his mama. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. I, mean, I didn't know the story was going there. <laughs> I hadn't heard this one before. I didn't know that's where we were headed, Pastor. But the gift and the promise that she had been given to steward over now died. Now, it hit me as I was reading this. Actually, in the first service, I hadn't thought about it, and it hit me first service. That what was brought to her, she tried to hold on to it. And again, as, as parents, as, we want to do that. Uh, you know, again, kids get hurt, grandbabies get hurt. Come here, baby. And just, I mean, you you just you want to do that, but but spiritually, there's a lot going on in the story. And she tries to hang on to those things. And here's the truth: with the things and the gifts and the things that God has given you, when you try to hold on to those, they'll die in your hands. They'll never they'll never be what they should be. And so this is what she did. Verse 21. She went up laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door, and went out. That's why. First of all, listen, I hope you get it. It's when we make room for him in our life, he shows up. But this also makes a place that when things are not going as they should, we have a place to carry them. What if, like, you know, the Lord has spoken something to her, put that on her heart to make that room, and she put it off? What do I do with what I have now has died in my arms? It's wild, man. And so she takes it, and she she, gets, she walks in, she shuts the door, and she lays the gift that she had been given, that if in her hands die, she places it somewhere where it can live. She dedicates that one more time back to the Lord. How I many of those, and I, I'm speaking this over Zach and Addison, but this whole dedication thing, it, it's an ongoing work. This one-time thing, there's, again, because I, I, I promise you, like sometimes I've, you know, we've dedicated all of our children to the Lord. Sometimes, you know, I start wondering, did that take... You know, you're like, man. Can we do that again? You know, maybe, maybe you you've been in that situation. Maybe your kids are up in age. You're like, man, it's how late? How old is too old to do a child dedication? Because they're they're 37, but is it okay if I dedicate them at the next dedication? Amen. But but I'm serious, and and, and I say, but we have to keep giving them back to the Lord. And and this is, this is something that I try to do, and I hope you get this every week. Every week, I want to get up and share God's word in this place. I, I want to, it's my heart, to, again, for us to learn something from that. But also let it be something that we can go apply to our life. And this message is is one that I'm having to apply. Like right now. And its, and it's, it's a, I'm in a different place. And again, parenting is different. Again, if, if somebody told you parenting was easy, somebody lied to you. And uh, and they need to come to the altar. Amen. But but And it's an ongoing work. But this is what we have to do when we hold on to it. It'll never be what it's called to be. And there's some of you today, you're holding on to some stuff that you need to lay down. And there's some some things that are going on that you need to give over. And so, again, she's like, I'm giving this to the Lord. I made a place for you, God, and I made room for you. I'm going to give this gift to you today. And so she does that. Now, look at what she does now. This is a woman of faith. In verse 22, then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. That's wild. And she said, it is well. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward and do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. Like, how fast is a donkey pace? I don't know. I mean, I don't... Like I feel like it's one of those things you really don't have to say slacken the pace or it's a donkey, but don't, don't pull back. I see Shrek in my head donkey. But uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is your, I'm, y'all need to pray for me more. But uh, so again, drive and go for it. Don't slacken the pace until I tell you. And so she departed, went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. That's another whole Malcolm was another message. That's good stuff. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, look, the Shunamite woman, please run to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered, It is well. Was it well? In faith, it was well. She saw it before it happened. She made room for him, placed him before him, and by faith she said it as well. I love this woman. She said, Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came here to push her away. But the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she said, Did I ask for a son? Did I ask uh, a son of my Lord? Did, did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said, to Gehazi, get yourself ready. Take my staff in your hand. Be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him, but lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Now, at first, he was going to send a servant, but this changes stuff, and it's called Faith. And Elijah remembered it because those Elijah remembered it because those were the words he spoke to Elijah years before. And he was like, Man, she's serious. And I love the persistence of Elijah, and I love the persistence of this woman. So he arose and he followed her. And man, I, this is a I love her. You're not getting rid of me. And this is what you have to do when you pray and give the gifts that God has given you back to the Lord. You don't just say, well, no, I'm just going to settle for something else. No, like, I've given this to you. I've made room for you. You've given me a promise in your word. And I'm going to stand on that promise until the very end. And again, it's like, man, I'm going to do this. And so she gives it to him. And so he gets up. Verse 31, Gehazi went on ahead of them laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet them and told him, saying, the child has not awakened. And when Elisha came into the house, excuse me, there was a child lying dead on his bed. It's amazing to me that just again, he doesn't freak out and go back out and say man, it's too late. You know, God's not worried right now. Yeah. You may be, but He's not. Yeah. And so again, he, he 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 sees this, and so he went and therefore shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Kind of remember, he felt comfortable in this place where he spent time. This is a place where he hung out. And he's like, man, I've, God shows up in this place. He speaks to me here. He moves in this place. And so again, he goes there. And verse 34, this is a trip. And he went up, lay on his child, on the child, put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child. And the flesh of the child became warm. At first, I was kind of like putting this in the natural. I'm like, man, is this like first CPR? I'm like before it ever got and like, face, 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 like, nah, bro, he'd been gone a while. You got understand, this is a process, and this was a miracle from the Lord. And what's cool is this, Elisha was actually repeating what he saw Elijah do. That's why we had to set the example. Because they're going to repeat what we do. And so he's like, man, I've seen this before. I, I, I know what to do here. His flesh became warm. He returned, walked back and forth in the house, and again went up and stretched himself out on him. And the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. I thought, man, that's like Southern Shunem, the pollen season—brutal. <laughs> First thing you do after getting back, raised back this, is y'all Southern Shunem. As the worship team comes, I want to keep reading this, and 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 this is this is a trip. And he, and he called Gehazi and said, call the Shunammite woman. She has seen it in faith already. said it is well. And then she got to see it in the natural. So, he called her. And when she came in to him, he said, pick up your son. That's, Again, remember who we're talking about. Elisha, who was there when Elijah released a calling. And he picked up the gift. He picked up the calling. And I promise you this morning, man, there are things that God has called you into. There are things that he wants for your life. There are things that are available to you. But, man, you have to pick this thing up and walk in it. But I love this. This is a story school the priorities did not shift for the Shunammite woman. I would have ran and like, oh man, yes. Sometimes probably picked it up, celebrating, forgot about the one who brought the miracle. She's like, no, God, I'm making room for you. I know what you can do. So she went in, fell at his feet. Her first response was worship. Her first response was praise. Her first response was thanksgiving. Like, I'm going there first. And she bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Can you stand with me, please? And, uh, man, it's just... Today I hope hope today I, you I can just connected what the Holy Spirit I believe is speaking to every heart parent single married whatever is what is God stewarding and placing in your hands and what are we to do with that again first thing we do is this we have to make room. So i want to ask you, just right where you're standing, we're going to open up our altars as we always do in this church and pray together. And we just think God do way too much through prayer and through altars for us to ever stop doing that. All right? So just want to let you in on that. But I want you to, for, before we go there, to just take a moment and just, just close your eyes, kind of bow your heads, just removing any distractions that may be around you. And ask the Holy Spirit today, do I need to make room? For you in my life, God. Or well, there are some areas, or there's are some priorities, or there's some things that need to be shifted. And have you placed marriage ahead of that or, or children or desire for that or 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 just ministry or just life and work and all the stuff, sport, whatever it may be. Is there some areas I just need to make room for you, God? Some things that I need to prioritize, Lord. That's where you're at today. Listen, just all, all I'm asking for you to do this morning is this: is make space. And when you make room, he'll come. Every time, every time he won't leave you alone. I promise you, he'll show up. So you need to make room for him. Second question is: is this? Do you need a miracle this morning? Like maybe like the, what God has, has given you to steward and what he's entrusted you with and what he's placed in your hands. Like, man, like right now, you, you need him to show up. You need, a, you need some things to change. And you're, you're needing today a miracle from the Lord. I, I said, again, this is why we pray. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to move, show up on your behalf. And just one more question I just want to leave you with. Do, do, do you need to give your miracle to the Lord? Maybe you dedicated that thing. Maybe early on, you, whatever, maybe it is a child. Maybe it is a gift. Maybe it is a, some resources, whatever. But is it today there's some things that you need to lay before him? And I, I, I just feel this this morning. Pastor Bill, in our 9 a.m. service, I'll, I'll invite you to, to go back and watch the end of our 9 a.m. service. The presence of God just moved, and we called prodigals home. And here's the thing about prodigals. And here's the thing about children, about gifts, about anything that we steward. When we try to hold on to it, it can never live as it should. And today I believe Holy Spirit is just wanting us today to just lay some things, lay some things down. Give those things to him. And in faith say, it is well. (laughs) God, it is well. It's well, Lord. It is well, Father. I thank you for that. In faith, it is well. So as, as our words are being ready to minister, and I've asked them to sing, I don't usually don't ask them to sing many songs, but, man, this song make room today. I just believe as, as, as they sing this, it's going to release something in this house. It's going to release something for you at home. And I want you to do this. If you just want to make room for more, for more of God in your life, if you need a miracle from the Lord or some things that you need to lay down, and maybe today, listen, the first thing you need to do is just give him your heart, give him your life, make room for him inside, and say, God, I want you to be the Lord of my life that's you, man, today, listen, don't delay that. God may have used a dedication to get you here. He may have used an invite from a friend to get you here, but he got you here for this this morning, to change your heart, to change your life. And I promise you, when you make space for him, he'll come. So I just want our worship team to minister in a song. I know I've thrown out several things today, for but listen, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart, you want more of Him and some things you need to lay down, some miracles, some prodigals you need to give over. And again, I love what Pastor Bill said earlier. It could be just people in your life. It could be marriages, spouses, family members, some things that you need to give to the Lord this morning. I want you to, as they sing, to just begin to come and just make room for him in your life. Just come before him. If you want again more of him, make space for him, for some miracles that you need, there's something you're praying for, some things you need to lay down. I invite you to come as they sing. And our prayer team and others in this room, they're going to pray with you. we are going to pray for you. And we believe God's going to move in your life. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.